You're listening to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast for women who are ready to discover just how easy it can be to regain control of their health and wellness. Here's your host, Christina Ettore. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss Podcast. I'm Christina. And if you've been following me for a little while, you may have noticed that my message when it comes to weight loss has changed. And as a result, I'm getting a lot of people ask me if I still offer keto coaching. And so today I'm going to talk about that and I'm going to discuss some of what I've learnt and experienced over the past year that has caused me to rethink certain things. This episode is going to be especially useful for anyone who has done a lot of dieting and is starting to notice that their body just isn't releasing the weight in the way that it used to. Now, I'm not sure if I've said this before on a previous podcast episode, but when it comes to weight loss, we basically have two options. We can either try to force weight loss through restriction. So we can drastically cut calories, we can cut out carbs, we can cut down on fat and protein, we can skip meals or do shakes, we can try intermittent fasting. All of these things, these are examples of restrictive diets. We are essentially restricting something, whether it be calories, food groups or both, in order to achieve a result. And these restrictive approaches tend to force your body into a depleted, stressed state. And if your body is still at the point where it's willing to respond to restriction, you will lose weight. Our other option is to support healthy weight release through nourishment. And this is my preferred approach. And I'll explain why and how this works throughout this episode. For the past 15 years or so, I've personally been using restrictive diets to maintain my weight. And I know a lot of the women that I work with do this or they have done this too. And this worked really well for a while. It worked for about 10 years. And then eventually when I got to my mid-20s, I had developed some hormone issues, PCOS being the main issue. And the only thing that would work for me from that point forward was the keto diet. And then eventually keto stopped working and that actually happened last year. And I was so confused as to why this was happening. My diet was healthy. I was doing a really sensible, clean version of the keto diet. I was in a calorie deficit. Well, I thought I was in a calorie deficit. And I was exercising enough for the amount of energy that I had, yet no results. And so instead of looking for the underlying issue, I just went even more extreme with restriction and eventually I got the results that I wanted. But I knew at some point I would need to resolve the underlying problems. And what I discovered was all of those years of restrictive dieting had suppressed my metabolic function. And restrictive dieting will do that. No matter what restrictive approach you choose, they all affect metabolic function in a negative way. And I will explain how. There is an interesting relationship between stress hormones and the hormones that control our metabolism. When stress is high, 
metabolic function becomes suppressed. Now, if you only experience acute stress or occasional stress, this is fine. The body can deal with that. In fact, that's the kind of stress that we're actually designed to deal with. But the problem is a lot of our lifestyle choices put us in a state of constant chronic stress. And as we spend more time in this highly stressed state, our metabolism spends more time in a suppressed state. And when we spend too much time in this stressed state, problems start to arise. Hormone issues can develop, skin issues like acne can start to occur, digestive issues can develop, we often experience fatigue, brain fog, irritability, we might feel like we've got a really short fuse and poor impulse control when it comes to food or making healthy decisions. And then to make it worse, we start to notice that the weight we've gained during this stressful period has become stubborn, especially around the midsection. And for a lot of women, that just adds another layer of stress on top of everything else we need to deal with day to day. What's interesting is restrictive dieting is a form of stress. And for some people, this is why restrictive dieting feels good. It can drive up stress hormones, and when that happens, we can feel like we have more energy, less of an appetite, more motivation, and everything feels pretty good for a while. So if your body is coping well with stress, you can engage in a restrictive diet, and initially, you will get results. Eventually, your metabolism will slow down to match the reduced amount of calories or carbs that you are eating. And if your body is still coping well with stress, you will either cut out more food or start exercising more and your body will respond again. Then the metabolism slows down to match and we go on and on. And usually when most people reach their goal weight through restrictive dieting, they are so excited to go back to normal eating that they do not spend three to six months reverse dieting like we should if we're going to do one of these restrictive diets. They just go straight back into normal eating and then within a short amount of time, the weight comes back, usually with a few extra friends, and we have to go through the whole process again. Now, for some people, their body eventually gets to the point where it's not coping with stress anymore. And this was me last year. I had a lot of my old hormone issues return I had severe issues with my menstrual cycle. I had issues with insulin resistance and blood sugar balance. I developed cystic acne for the first time in my life. And I was really mentally, emotionally and physically stressed and burnt out. And I thought it was a good idea to go on a diet and my body just didn't want to know about it. When we get to the point where our body has been chronically stressed, where we have developed hormone issues as a result of that stress and our metabolism has become suppressed due to stress, the body will stop responding to restriction. It's essentially saying, I've had enough, stop starving me of fuel and nutrients because I need you to nourish me. So instead of adopting another restrictive approach, you can actually support your body to release weight through nourishment. 
as you eat more of the right food for your body, foods that are easy for your body to use as fuel, it becomes easier for the body to turn that food into energy, which supports our metabolic health. When we eat enough of the right food, stress levels start to come down. You can start to feel more energized and resilient, and you'll find it easier to make better choices. While we're changing the diet, at the same time, we need to look at lifestyle factors that could be causing your body stress and start finding solutions for these too. And as this happens, the hormones associated with healthy metabolic functions start to work better within the body. Your body then has the fuel available to do more tasks. And this should be obvious, but it's not. And it certainly wasn't obvious to me until I started to think about it deliberately. Our body needs fuel in the form of food to function. If we restrict or if we starve our body, if we try to live on minimal carbs or 1200 calories, even 15 to 1600 calories a day is not enough for most adult women. If we do this, the body starts to slack off, so to speak. It's like a worker that stops getting paid. You can't expect that worker to come to work and do a good job. In fact, they might not even rock up to work at all. So when we undereat, the body starts skipping non-essential tasks. Digestion slows down, heart rate and body temperature slow down and cool down. Our liver function becomes sluggish. Our hair grows at a slower rate. It takes longer for our skin to heal. Our energy becomes depleted. We can even start to experience a depressed mood because it takes energy to be happy and optimistic. So as we eat less through restrictive dieting, we become more stressed, metabolic function becomes suppressed, and we burn less. This is why when I was doing keto last time and I thought I was in a calorie deficit, I actually wasn't. I calculated how much energy my body should be burning each day, if it was a healthy body. And I subtracted a couple hundred calories away from that, which I thought was sensible, yet nothing happened. Because my body wasn't using the amount of energy that a healthy body should have been using. My skin was a mess. I had cystic acne. My body was putting no energy into skin repair. My hair was falling out. I was constantly fatigued. After working with clients all day, I had no brain power left to think of anything else. And my body temperature was about two degrees lower than it should have been, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that drop in body temperature meant that my body was burning approximately 20 to 25% less calories than it should have been. That's a significant amount. So I thought I was in a deficit, but I wasn't because my metabolic function had been so severely suppressed. I could have gone as far as restricting myself to 800 to 1000 calories a day, and I still may not have seen any results. Because as I was eating less, I was burning less, and my health was going downhill because my body didn't have the fuel or the energy to do what it needed to do. And I'm aware that I'm repeating myself here. And the reason why I am is because I had to learn these things over and over 
before they sank in. We have all been brainwashed to think that if you want to lose weight, you should eat less and move more. And if that doesn't work, eat even less until you start to see results. And that advice is so damaging because it gets us stuck in a vicious cycle of yo-yo dieting. So let's come back to the original question. Do I still recommend a keto diet? And the answer is yes and no. If someone needs to urgently lose weight for surgery, then a restrictive approach might be necessary in those cases, especially if we have a time limit. I also see a lot of women who want to lose weight for a specific event or they want to just get a few kilos off quite quickly. And in these cases, if their health can handle a restrictive approach and if they understand the pros and cons of restrictive dieting, which I've basically outlined in this episode, and they still want to go that way, then I am happy to support people in following the keto diet in the most sustainable way possible. I'm not here to force my ideas onto you. And after all, the keto diet did work well for me for a really long time. But if I can save you from going through the year that I just went through, if I can help you to break free from that cycle of yo-yo dieting, that to me is so satisfying. I love helping people to change their perspective on what we actually need to do to achieve a healthy weight. And what is interesting about this nourishing approach is a lot of people think it's going to be slow going. But quite often, unless there is severe metabolic damage, it is not slow at all. Over the years, I've seen people achieve rapid results with restrictive dieting. But sadly, those results are rarely permanent and it doesn't take much to gain all of the weight back. When you support weight release through nourishment, you will notice that results might be a little bit slower, but they are definitely more consistent. It is easier to stay on your plan. You can relax on the weekend without gaining two to three kilos on Monday morning. And as a result, you actually get a better long-term outcome compared to what you would have achieved on a restrictive plan. Another thing I find interesting about the nourishing approach is there are less plateaus. And I mentioned earlier with restrictive dieting, you cut calories to lose weight and then the metabolism slows down and you have to cut more. But with a nourishing approach, you actually teach your body to use more fuel. And the better your body gets at using fuel, the easier the weight loss becomes and the more you can eat. The more you nourish your body, the easier it becomes for your body to heal those underlying issues and nutrient deficiencies because your body needs fuel to heal. You do not need to starve yourself to lose weight. You do not need to exercise like a maniac. You don't actually need to do anything crazy. You just need to nourish yourself with the right food for your body. Since I've changed my approach, I've had so many women leave my office convinced that this plan won't work for them. In fact, I saw a lady a couple of weeks ago who had been following this plan for two weeks. She was really happy that she wasn't hungry, she wasn't craving any of the problem foods, so to speak. She had heaps of energy, her sleep improved, overall she just felt really good. 
but she was disappointed because she didn't think she had lost any weight. Because for the first time in her life, she wasn't on a diet where she was restricting herself and starving. And much to her surprise, when she stepped on the scales, she had actually lost just over two kilos. And of course, everyone's results vary, but this was a great result. And I love when that happens. I love when people discover that weight loss can be easy, enjoyable and nourishing. So if you would like some assistance to reach your weight loss goals and your health goals, I would love to help. I do see clients in person in Adelaide and I also work with people from all around the world online via Zoom. You can find me on Instagram at Christina Ettore to learn more. Thanks for listening today and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.